0: Hello, and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart.
1: Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart, and in this episode, we're talking with Mark Stiles. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So you are coming off a couple presentations now. Um, You did a presentation at SUGCON EU earlier this year, uh, kind of showcasing integrating um, Microsoft's cognitive services into Sitecore and, uh, again, demoing it uh, a little bit further in progress at at, uh, Sitecore Symposium. Why don't you uh, maybe tell the the folks a little bit about what it is?
2: Sure. So there's uh, machine learning algorithms out there, and Microsoft, I wouldn't say they are the first, but they've probably done it the easiest. They've commoditized machine learning. yeah. So okay. you can get machine learning algorithms on tap through an API uh, by going to Azure and creating an instance of any one of the APIs. And you get the URL, you get a key, and then all of a sudden you're using these incredibly powerful tools with not a lot of effort. Right, right. Uh, so what I've done is tried to kind of create a level playing field. So I take in as many of the APIs as I can, created an SDK, so a little bit of a framework, uh, integrated Sitecore into it so that it fits natively. So all the keys and everything in the configs and then provided that as a foundation, of pro- a framework for you to work on top of.
1: Right, right. Now, what is some of the machine learning that you can take advantage of, especially in a, a Sitecore context?
2: So the, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of broad, but you can basically give it four different types of content, which is uh, text, audio, video, and images. And what it does is it analyzes it and sends back an analysis. And with that, you can build all kinds of other interesting things. Uh, for example, if you were to send it an image it'll tell you whether there are people in it, where the faces are, the gender and the age of the people. Okay. So you have this ability now to take something that used to be basically a binary blob stuck in the database clogging up, you know, memory and instead of being that, it's an image. It's a person. It's a woman. A face, you know. It, uh-huh. It's no longer just this unknowable thing. Now all of a sudden you can reach into your media library and... Find things, yeah,
1: and I think one of the I think in the demo I at least I saw I think you were taking to the information from the image and automatically populating something like the alt tag, um, so right. you can actually take machine learning have it describe the image and now I mean anybody that's worked with Sitecore nine times out of ten the alt tag has got the little red tag next to it saying like you should fill in the alt tag.
2: And funny story, so the reason I even started on this project was because somebody else wrote an article about using cognitive services to fill the alt tag. So I read their article and I was like, oh man, I better get on this quick. And then I started building everything else. But that was actually somebody else. Um, I, I forget the company was, but somebody else did that first. And that was the impetus for me to, to do it. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so what are some of the other, uh, you know, kind of the other uses you could see with machine learning and what what you can do specifically with, uh, you know, machine learning on demand that Azure gives you?
2: So there's, you know, I don't want to limit it to either to to the on demand. So there's, there's stuff that you can get on demand, right? You can analyze images. You can break apart text uh, to understand what it is people are saying. Uh, the interesting thing that it t- took me kind of a while to figure out was, Now, if you can break a sentence into constituent parts, adjective, noun, verb, Mm -hmm. right, you can start to tell what it is somebody's trying to do and trying to, so if they have a verb followed by a noun, they could potentially trying to buy a book. So they are trying to take an action on your website. Uh And instead of just taking that text and doing a search, you could actually go and put that book in the cart and... Get them on their way. Oh, yeah. So those kinds of things, where you make those small, it's like a small, you know, thing of code, but really it's a huge leap uh-huh. for the user. Um, but again, you know, the machine learning, these kinds of things are are on tap. But there's a whole lot of other things that haven't been commoditized yet. Uh, for example, some of the stuff that Psycore is doing internally, where they're taking the analytics and they're trying to tease out information about what happens when certain users are in campaigns uh-huh. what campaigns work what content works for certain campaigns sure. you know those things that evolve over time as people continue to drive traffic those kinds of things constantly have to be recalculated yeah, yeah. and that's what the machine learning is going to do for you so there's a the stuff that kind of is common which is you know the stuff that's like APIs that are easy uh-huh but for the stuff that you don't necessarily have a tool yet for and you want to build it custom you know you find something like rapidminer or tensorflow or you know any of the other tools that are that allow you to build it um, azure machine learning which is a, a completely separate thing yep it allows you to build a funnel of different uh, different machine learning applications in a chain and filter your data down so are you kind of just
1: doing this as a kind of a community effort or proof of concept or what's the
2: yeah so the the, uh, the hope is that people will become interested in and start to realize that there's more out there and hopefully draw some people in and try to get passion around this because I see how much value it has already mm-hmm. and I've only been playing with it for a little while right right so what I'm trying to do is uh, you know hopefully get the word out so that everybody else is you know excited and wants to participate and when they do they'll find the framework that I have and start to, you know, hopefully get there quicker than I did.
1: So what you're saying is you're putting the framework out there kind of as an open source project and definitely hoping to get some contributions from the community.
2: That's right. It's an MIT license, so you can take it, you can do whatever you want. I've also built it in the Helix architecture, Uh so it's pretty clear, you you know, the base level you can, you don't really need to fiddle with too much. You can just start to build your applications in the feature layer.
1: Probably plug in your own API keys and...
2: That's it, right? Yeah. Nice. You know, if anybody wants to help, there's a handful of APIs that I didn't get to. There's 36. I've only gotten to maybe 21 of them. Wow. So if anybody wants to help fill that, you know, cover that gap, there's plenty to do. Uh, I encourage anyone who has any interest. Like, you don't necessarily even need to really know how to do machine learning. You just need to know what you want to do with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's really enough. And that's, that's kind of the what I'm hoping to, that people will get is that you don't necessarily need to be a scientist anymore. Engineers can now fill this role. Yeah, yeah, you know?
1: definitely, definitely. So, you just, just kind of stepping back a little bit from there. You are, uh, and I think I was remiss in the, the introduction. You are a Sitecore developer with Valier out of Boston, correct? Yep. And uh, I think probably anybody else listening is also knows you produce. Uh, what could be similar to my podcast, you produce a, a video series. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the genesis of how Catching Exceptions came to be?
2: Oh, boy. That's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of a funny story. I don't know if I, if it's it's one thing, but really it was – so two years ago when I was doing a presentation on machine learning, it was a generic algorithm to pick content. I realized that no one – not enough people really heard what I had done. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, man, nobody really even knows who I am, so – I was like, what could I do to, you know, try to get more visibility? And I was like, well, I always wanted to do video, and I had a camera, and Uh so I started tinkering, and uh, the episode zero that I released at the end of season one Uh was my, uh, that was my pilot.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, and it's really crappy, and the audio is terrible, but that was, like, the original concept was, like, I would just, what do I know? I know... Developers, Right, right. And I was like, well, nobody really talks to developers. There isn't like, you know, there's tons of stereotypes about who we are. But it would be really great to see, you know, what who we actually are.
1: Right, right. And I think it's it's great because even as, as great as the Sitecore community is, a lot of us just know each other through a screen name, whether it's on Slack or Twitter or, or what have you. It's, you know, getting to know folks a, a little bit more than what, you know, what you might suss out of that so i think it's been a it's been a great service of I mean, people both prominent and you know not so prominent i mean you had lars nielsen on the on the show and then you've had you know other people that you know didn't found a massively successful <laughs> content management system so it's it's uh i think it's been a it's, it's been a great uh it's been a great resource for the community and definitely the uh the care for video production uh, definitely comes through it definitely comes through I remember I think the first episode was with Nick Wesselman wasn't it right yeah Yeah. Yeah. we were watching that one
2: great I I mean you gotta imagine like this I call this guy up and I'm like hey I know you're in town what do you think if I show up with a camera and do this thing and he's like "Uh, okay
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) and then I've seen you like film at either like Subcon the, the, the North America subcon, or just even even at symposium, and yeah, you've got not a small setup to do this. So it, it's, it's evolving, a, yeah. yeah.
2: Every time I get a little better. so I started with one camera. I filmed Nick's episode with one camera, which uh-huh. is awkward. And then, <laughs> so I got two cameras after that, and then uh, I started trying to use my phone as a third. That didn't work. Yeah, you know. And then I got lights now. I've got better mics. So, yes, I've I've learned. I've actually had a a guy I work with who's helped me, you know, give me advice. Saw a lot of the flaws that I was having in the uh-huh. struggle. So, and you that's
1: know. that's parlayed into something else. I mean, you, you're now not just doing catching exceptions videos. I've seen you do some some both internal. You you were showing me earlier an internal video for Valir, and then some of the external ones too. I remember I think there was an episode you did with Dan Solovey. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't remember the the exact subject of it, but it's you know it's definitely. Uh, uh, Something that's parlayed into something else.
2: I've tried to I tried to take what I knew and what I was good at and tried to apply it to the company I work for because I just saw a need. I mean, they knew that they wanted to make video, and I was like, well, I am, so I could probably fill that gap for you. So we started talking about what we could do, and I was like, you know what? If what we're selling is really us because we're your partner, maybe it would be good to know who we are. Yeah. So interviewing the people who you work with and understanding what role do they play and how that fits into, you know, what, whatever it is, the problem you're trying to solve, I thought that would probably be a very good marketing, you know, uh, problem to solve. So yeah. that's kind of how that fell into place. In, and yeah. you know. like,
1: Kudos to you. It's a, an amazing product you're putting out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and I think that's, that's kind of the genesis of this podcast. I, had, I originally had the idea to, to do this podcast. I mean, we have only been at this for about a year. No, but I had the idea going back to probably the second symposium that was here in Las Vegas. And uh, it was just one of those that I didn't have time, didn't have time. But it just, it's been great. It's been great getting to know folks like yourself or other other folks within the community. And it's, you know, the feedback's been great. So Uh, addictive, isn't it? It is, it is. And it's just like, you know, it's not, it's, it's. It's, it's stuff I'm doing anyways. If I'm at Symposium at lunch, it'll be just shooting the breeze about Sitecore of, yeah, this war story, and we had this happen. And, you know, like, yeah, you think that was bad. We had, you know, somebody published this, and it was unpublishable, and it took the entire site down. And <laughs> You're like, just, why
2: am I not recording this yeah, right? Yeah, this is like,
1: the, you know, the, the, this year's Symposium, I was talking to some folks that run a very large site, and they were talking about how somebody uh, published, it was like the homepage, but it was set to unpublishable, and it... Basically, unpublished their entire site, uh, and uh, it, was, uh, you, it, it was you know it was you know it's just like and then you know somebody else at the table is like you think that was bad I had this happen so it's you know it's it's I I always approach these as you know you're not going to get technically deep in a podcast we're not going to well what 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 pipeline did you override and oh, this this is just not there and i you know and I, I don't want this to be for just for developers either i think marketers marketers have told me they've gotten a lot out of it even though sometimes they may not fully understand what's going on but uh yeah it's been that's kind of the genesis of how this came about as well
2: it's kind of funny too cuz you know you're at some point if you're not being really technical you kind of fall into that category of entertainment and then you starting to be like is that really what I wanted? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And-
1: yeah. Well, and a lot of it too is like I was uh, like massively addicted to podcasts at the time, and still am. I listened to a whole bunch. So it was just, and there was there's nothing here. I mean, you were the only one putting out any sort of content. Oh, it's Mark in a, Survey. Yeah, Mark Survey did uh, it. it. Mark and Jamie, you know, I had it was just another video production, and you know, I wanted something that I could listen to on my commute. You know, right. like I can't watch a video yeah. while I'm driving, so. <laughs> It's uh, that's that's really where it kind of came from. So,
2: it's when interesting, you, yeah, and I, and I'm glad you you have me on because I'm I'm all about trying to promote as much, you know, what we're doing as we can in any way we can, right? You know, so uh, thank you. you know, it's yeah, really... no problem, no problem.
1: And so when you're not. Producing videos or, or machine learning. I guess what's your what's your what's your main <laughs> role? Uh, what's, your, what's 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 kind of your day job? You and I kind of do this on the side.
2: Yeah, it's, right. So it's hard to, to remember what. It, yeah, because I spend so much time doing all this. No, I'm a I'm still a developer. Yeah. Uh, so I'd still build. Uh, and how long have you been working uh, with core websites? I started in 2007, so 10 years. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, and it was that was actually not that. It was early in my career too. Yeah. So I learned it pretty early, and. I grew up in Psychor, more or less. So, a lot of the reason you see me making posters and all that is because the community gave me so much. You know, I just have a lot of love for the community, and that's why, you know, I try to give back. Yeah. You know, and, and if you really think about what the videos and the, all the posters and all that stuff is, you know, it's not I don't make any money. You don't make any money on this. No. It's really just a labor of love because the people I've met are so great. Like, I just. Yeah, manager. I mean that, that's
1: honestly why it, that, that's what keeps me going. Is, is the community has given so much to me. I mean, I think I was I was adding it up. I, I started in 2009, uh, the first project. I was working with Nick Wesselman. He brought me in as a freelance developer on. one don't, I, I don't think it was his first Sitecore project, but you know, just got into it and it was like, wow, this is it just made sense to develop on. And then just the support of the community of you know we've all. Googled for something and found a John West post that just got us through that, or uh, and it's uh, you know just giving back. It's you know the, the the podcast is to give it back and to hopefully help other people. It's just another medium that you know people can maybe they haven't they hadn't even thought of machine learning, or they saw machine learning in the keynote and what what psycho is doing with Cortex, but like there's a lot more you can do with that.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: but this is also a part of the culture now, you know it. it when you're somebody new and you come to the symposium, maybe you're a new developer, you know, you don't necessarily expect what you're going to see and, uh-huh. and meet. And when you do, I, what I hope is that they see a lot more in core than they do in other communities because we have so many people trying to, you know, create a culture here. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, things. I've
1: said it over and over again on this podcast. It's amazing that a for-profit company like Sitecore with a, with a, a not... <laughs> You know, it, it, it's not inexpensive by any means to license <laughs> uh, that you have such a such a broad community behind it of people willing to share. We're all kind of in this together. And, you know, it's those war stories at lunch of, yeah, we've all been there. And, like, you know what? If I can save you or just, a, you know, a couple ounces less pain, then, you know. will write that my,
2: blog my, article about it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get it out there so the next guy doesn't have to suffer.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sharing the, is caring. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's so. That's. I mean, that's. That's partly why I do this, and I do it. I like. I don't. I don't. Write very well. I'm, I, I can speak a lot better than I can write, so I'm, it's a, I, I can produce one of these podcast episodes probably a lot faster than I would produce a blog post. And even once I publish the blog post, it would be it would have typos and, and <laughs> all that in it. So you know, I go through and edit these and put them out. It's been great. So
2: yeah. Well, thanks
1: go. for being on the show. It's uh, it's been great chatting with you. If uh, folks haven't heard of you or haven't seen your stuff, where where can they find your stuff online and where where could they find out more about cognitive
2: services? So if you want to start, uh, you can go to my website, markstyles.net. No. Uh, on the blog, uh, there's a couple posts about how to get started with psychocognitive services. Uh, it's on GitHub. It's MIT okay. licensed license, so you can download it, play with it. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Slack. You can find me there. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and if you
1: haven't watched it, check out Catching, and Catching on,
2: on YouTube.
1: on YouTube. Yeah, we'll get links to all of those in the show notes. Mark, thanks for being on the show. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There, you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today... Please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm. That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.